0: Do more with Royal Credit Union's mobile app. The Royal Mobile app lets you receive real-time account alerts, deposit checks, send money to family and friends, pay bills, and more. It's quick and easy to manage your accounts from anywhere, and you can even log in with your fingerprint or face. Open your Royal Credit Union account and enjoy our top-rated mobile app. Learn how easy it is to get started with the Royal Credit Union mobile app at rcu.org slash mobile insured by NCUA.
1: Well, here's the problem with podcasting, guys. You never know when breaking news will hit. Naturally, Kirsten and I recorded this week's episode earlier this morning. We did a nice job of maneuvering around the Dean Evson thing, giving you timestamps as to when we recorded what we were going to say. A lot of the conversation is still incredibly relevant. So we're going to go ahead, forge forward, just like the uh, Oregon Trail crossing that river uh, nobody's gonna die of dysentery and episodes are not gonna be completely re-recorded. So bear in mind this was pre-recorded prior to Dean Evson's firing and Bob Woods's firing. But again, a lot of it still relevant, still touched on, and still doesn't quite explain why the Minnesota Wilds suck. Uh, but you'll find out more in this week's episode. So check it on out. Thanks, guys. Blow it up and knock it down. The Minnesota Wild are who we thought they were, and unfortunately for us, that's not very good. Kirsten and I vie for a rebuild with an eye on the future and answer some of your burning questions in the process, all in this week's episode of Bar Down Beauties, which is created by New Voice Studios, presented by SodaStick, brought to you by Talk North, Livia, Jim Beam, Royal Credit Union, and Grain Belt. This is Season 5, Episode 205. Wanna surefire sign its hockey season in the state of hockey? The Minnesota Wild and Soda Stick collaborations are back and better than ever. Soda Stick unveiled its first team-issued design of the year, the Deweys, now available to purchase exclusively at the hockey lodge. More team-centric gear to come, plus as always, Soda Stick has you geared up for all things Minnesota Sports at SodaStick.com. Don't forget to smash that code Beauties at checkout for 15% all purchases at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance
0: of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Walmart, Kentucky. Hello,
1: everybody. What's up, Bardown Beauties, episode 205. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. She's Kirsten Kroll, in arena host for your Minnesota Wild, or as I like to call her, The Face Kirsten housekeeping out of the way before we dive into what I'm sure is going to be a feast on the Minnesota Wild and not in the good way. How was your Thanksgiving? How was your extended weekend? Are you ready to get back in action uh, this coming week?
0: You know, that's the funny thing about having a vacation is you think like three full days just uninterrupted are going to be exactly what you need. You'll come back super refreshed. No, it's always, it's like, it's never long enough. And also, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, the day before a holiday is the day everyone wants to, like, get business stuff out of the way. So, like, Mm -hmm. the messages and all that. So, I'm just like, y'all, like, I am out of town. Like, I'm going to put a do not disturb on everything moving forward. But, yeah, not long enough. Just until 2024, I think. I think that's a good idea, too. We're, yeah. we're getting to that point. But no, I had a good Thanksgiving. I got to go home for the first time in almost three months. So it was mm-hmm. nice just getting to be with friends and family. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was super low-key. I uh,
1: had much more – I drank and consumed more wine than I intended to, thanks to my sister-in-law, uh, which then in turn pushed our dinner back further than any of us had anticipated because we just – we were having a good time. It was mm-hmm. nice. Like I love parents and grandparents and like the tradition of like – The woman in the kitchen but it was so nice to not do it that way like it was just everybody Mm. helping out kind of munching on like there was no pressure big fan of it uh way too much food as always uh in the morning woke up with pink eye for everybody in the household but me so i'm super jacked on that that my, my eyes which are blind all other intents and purposes uh have been immune to the pink eye so that's been really exciting for me so i was grateful for that uh did a little cyber monday shopping did a little black friday shopping just a smidge and uh ultimately enjoy I don't love long weekends I'm gonna sound crazy because it's too long like I can't be not like it just feels too long for me like oh we have another day of doing nothing and then I because I like to just be even keeled and doing things like certainly we have the game Friday yeah. but I just it sometimes it feels a little too long maybe it's because the kids are home for that long
0: and it's mm. kind of like
1: you know in that Christmas song when they're like and mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start I feel that yes. I feel that with every fiber of my being these days
0: yeah you know I think that's a good point like long weekends do get long i think the reason this one felt so short is because we did have a game friday so it's like everyone was still on their long weekend and i was just like nope, back gotta jump right back into the swing of things so i
1: mean it was like an
0: awkward break in the middle of the week and then when it was the weekend when everyone was just chilling it was like nope gotta go back Tough, tough scene, tough scene, bigger, tough
1: scene for the Minnesota Wild, Kirsten, which is why we're here. Always talking Minnesota Wild hockey, a ton to get to. We have a ton of questions that I want to get to in our second segment. Some of those we'll touch on in this beginning, but Kirsten currently your Minnesota Wild sitting at five, 10 and four. They have not won since the beginning of the month. Second least wins in the league after Edmonton gets their sixth. San Jose is the only other one who has more, uh, more losses, excuse me, and less wins with just four. To be honest, Kirsten, here's what I'm going to say. I've got a lot of feelings and we have a lot of topics to cover. First things first, it is time to rebuild. I put this kind of statement out on Twitter and frankly... They should have probably looked at the rebuilding process last year. Now, I know Kirill and and everything and, oh, no, they had 100 points last year. Last year was an anomaly. I was never convinced that last year's team was this game-changing team. You can go back, find the receipts, because really the way that they were winning was so unsustainable. It was those come-from-behind victories. It was those third-period flourishes. It was just nothing about it felt like that was going to be able to carry into this year. So yes, they are carrying the same team from last year into this year, but the reality is setting in that that team is just not that good, Kirsten.
0: Yeah. And I will back you up. I do remember you saying multiple times throughout last season that we're not going to repeat this next year. Like this team has, that was the conversation last year. The team just kept exceeding expectations throughout the entire year. Like no one I think knew where they were going to do what they were able to do. So yes, like you are totally right on that. And I will back you up too for saying that because I remember Thank those you. conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you for being yes, my corner. I got you girl, girl. I got you, <laughs> but no, also I agree with you. The rebuilding should have started last year. Also, I'm going to not go into too many details here. Cause I know this is going to be a bigger conversation later on, but when there were those conversations about, Should Dean Everson be on the hot seat last season? I think we should have maybe taken that into a little bit more consideration because also the coaching candidates last year were so much better than what (laughs) we potentially have if Dean were to get let go this year. There's just not really anyone really out there better per se. But I agree. And also too, leading into the conversation of – you're going to extend all of those players to (laughs) bigger contracts and now we find ourselves in a mess. I think the biggest concern for me is all of the no-move clauses, Mm -hmm. no-trade clauses. like that. I was looking through the list this morning. There's like 10 players. All of those players also in the hot seat right now. I think that's one of the biggest concerns for me because it's like, what can you do? You can't do anything yeah no kirsten just hit on everything that we are
1: going to further delve into we're recording this on a monday as of 10 49 a.m monday dean evson is still the head coach of the Minnesota wild. We'll get into that a little bit more, but what piece are you fixing? First Kirsten, this Minnesota wild team has a hundred different problems. I don't even know where to start your PK. Let's maybe start there. 32 out of 32 have allowed a league high 23 power play goals effective at just 66.7%. The goaltending 3.95 goals allowed per game. Uh, second worst behind San Jose. A lot of these are going to be behind San Jose, you guys. So just assume when I say second worst that San Jose is in the lead, uh, but not a on category for- you want, to be put in no <laughs> uh Marc-Andre Fleury has allowed 31 goals in nine games Gustafson 37 in 10 uh those are the two of the six top worst goaltenders in the league according to money cap uh defense as you had mentioned that's been a problem you're not getting anything from Caril from Matt Boldy Marcus Johansson has turned into the Marcus Johansson that we saw the first go around not the Marcus Johansson that we liked last year what do you even start to fix because again all of them are just pieces of the problem, and none can solely be to blame. But together, collectively, the Minnesota Wild suck because of each aspect.
0: No one's gonna like what I have to say, oh. but <laughs> first, I don't know what you do. Like the only <laughs> solutions I can come up with involve having to have the money in order to make them happen, and we don't have money. Like we are very locked in with what we can do which would be calling players up from Iowa would be my solution, but we really can't do that. Now, currently right now we will be able to pull up somebody from Iowa with Ryan Hartman's pending suspension. So there's that, but that's not going to solve everything. My other very controversial opinion right now, and maybe it's not even that controversial. um, But, and it would piss a lot of people off. I think you bench Matt Boldy for a game and see what happens. It's probably going to piss him off even more but maybe that's what you need to do. Like you need to start benching, making your star player sit in the press box for a game, similar to kind of what Columbus did with Patrick liney. I loved that Mm -hmm. he wasn't playing to the caliber. He was expected to sit in the press box for a game and figure it out. I think maybe that should happen with Matt Boldy for sure. And honestly, I even thought last week, Kirill Kaprizov should have been sat for a game too. Now that (laughs) I know is not popular, but it's like, if it were any other player, they would have been demoted.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, you did. And you recalled, go back, listen to last week's episode. She did. She called out Caril. She's called out Caril a couple times, but she's not wrong. I mean, and again, Kirill just seems disinterested this year, but Matt Boldy, let's talk about him. Obviously mm-hmm. has been completely ineffective since he came back from injury. He's got just one goal. It's almost like he forgot how to play his game. And again, we talk about gripping the stick too tightly. He's not even doing that. He's just kind of another player that seems incredibly disinterested. And it's just beyond frustrating to see your top players who are expected to be your top pieces, not doing a damn thing. We can talk about your bad players, your John Merrill's, your Alex Goligoski's on defense. Cause we do love to pick on them, but they are who they are. I mean, at the end of the, I mean, Pat Maroon is who he is. Brandon Dewey and Connor Dewar fine, but it's unacceptable for the rest of these guys to be performing or underperforming like they are especially when you put that vote of confidence in them with the payouts that you've been giving them when you give them the extended contracts and you're right the only problem is with matt boldy i mean if hartman doesn't end up being suspended for slew footing in the detroit game which he probably will get at least a game i don't know you got to go 11 and 7 then so now you're going to put golly and maryland and just have boldy sit out like you need to to send that message but it is it makes it incredibly hard to do when you don't even have the cap space to make the recalls again, something that we warned you all at the beginning of the year, you were not going to be happy about, you were not going to be happy about not having the money. That's not to say that I regret one minute or one iota of the buyouts. I do not. I just think Mm -hmm. the expectations from the get-go with this team have never been firmly put in place appropriately. I tried to get Craig Leopold to say that when he did his annual media meeting, like where should the bar be set for fans? Because fans, you guys always have it up there and that's great. And that's wonderful. But I don't think people really recognized, like, hey, it's going to be a really tough year. Like, it's not just going to be tough. It's going to be a bad year. And I think that's okay. The problem with it, Craig Leopold won't let that happen. And he puts Bill Guerin in those win now situations. He's been doing it with every GM that has been under his belt. um, And Bill Guerin has adhered to that. And he's done it well. It's worked out. This year, he can't. He can't go out. You can't trade your way out of problems anyway. But you really literally cannot trade anybody. As Kirsten mentioned, the amount of no trades and no moves on this team is absolutely insane. Hart- Hartman, Johansson, Goudreau, Foligno, Zuccarello, uh, all no moves, all no trades. Plus on defense, you've got Spurge, Broads, Golly, and uh, Zach Bogosian also has a no trade. So that's fun. That's, uh, that's really fun.
0: Well, also that's this is the super frustrating thing for me. Like, you look at the extensions with Felino, Zuccarello, Hartman. Is that like a new obligation in contracts? <laughs> is that these are all the team? Like, I get it. I get it for especially star players like your Kirill Kaprizovs. I totally get that. And also too, like, despite the year Kirill's been having so far, just very underwhelming. I don't want to see him get traded or moved. I want to figure this out. Whatever is going on with him with Boldy, but it's like. For guys like, excuse me, Alex Goligoski, like, what have you done to earn having that? I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden, like every single player on the wilds, like, yeah, I'm not going to go to these clubs. Like, we're going to put this in the contract too with extensions. And everyone's just like, yep, pen to paper, like done, like no problem. Do you think, and this brings me to the next
1: topic that I know a lot of people have been discussing, and one that we've discussed when the signings happen, is their buyer's remorse? Bill Guerin obviously extending Matt Zuccarello, uh, Marcus Foligno, and Ryan Hartman. At the beginning of the year, you were not far into the season when those re-signings happened. Foligno and Z- – or Zuccarello getting done first, and Felino and then Ryan Hartman. Zuccarello only for another two years. He is a uh, UFA in 2026, 20, 27. Marcus Foligno and Ryan Hartman all the way through 2028 20, – in 29, And I asked Bill Guerin during that availability, I said, what does this mean for those younger players? What does that mean for your Sammy Walkers, your Adam Beckmans, the guys that you're looking down in Iowa, who we have quote unquote been thrilled with. We have the deep prospect pool. We can't wait for him. But when you sign a core piece, these core pieces like this, what is the benefit to any of those players? What is the benefit to the team long-term? And how do you think then that's now affecting Kirill in the way that he's manufacturing? Because Hey, to remind you guys, Kirill Kaprizov is also an unrestricted free agent after or in 2026-27. Therefore, do you think he looked at Bill Guerin's movings of, hey, cool, you give me Ryan Hartman and Marcus Felino for the next four years? Like, that has to be a question. I've never been mad about the pricing of those contracts. Like, fine, like $4 million, whatever, that's fine. But the length of Hartman and Felino, it just seemed very peculiar, especially to do that at the beginning of the year when neither of them have really proven themselves and continue to not prove themselves so far.
0: I mean, I'm having a little bit of buyer's remorse and I don't know uh, fully what Bill Guerin's plan is. It's always been like in Billy G we trust because like he has been able to show like, okay, I'm making these moves and they have, they have historically paid off essentially to this point. So right now. And it even was a question mark at the beginning of the year. And you know, I love Marcus Foligno, especially Mm -hmm. like, you know that. So for me to like sit here and say, like, I don't know if I would have done that heading into the season based on the year all of these guys had last year, because look where we are right now for me. And there is, and I've always said there's, there's something to be said about having that veteran presence especially with guys such as Marcus Foligno, especially, too, when you lose Dumba in the offseason, just having a very vocal guy who can lead your team, too. I, I don't know. I would have much rather, I think, seen the younger guys kind of get their feet wet, guys who have very much deserved a chance for a while now to play on an NHL roster, such as Sammy Walker, and we can't really we can't
1: do that. And both Felino and Hartman smart in negotiating the no move to start in 23-24, much to the hindrance of Minnesota Wild fans. Now, again, Kirsten, this leads me to the bigger question. Does Kirill Kaprizov re-sign here? You want to talk extension now. Again, you have him locked up for a length of time, but... If I'm Kirill Kaprizov and I'm looking at what you're giving me and what you're building, and I get that's another big reason that the Minnesota Wild have been so adverse to like saying we're going into a rebuild because they don't want to scare away Kirill. You don't want to make him think that. But at the same time, what you're giving him isn't enough either. You have to almost excite him and dangle like, hey, you do have Danilia Yurov, who we've talked about before as a big Russian prospect. But if I'm Kirill Kaprizov and looking around at what this team has built in a quote unquote non-rebuild, I'm not excited about it at all.
0: I have always kind of been leaning on the edge of, I don't think Krill's going to resign when the time comes. I don't think he's going to stay in Minnesota. I'm sorry to say that. But also right now, and it, again, I, I'm taking this, I'm treading carefully because even with Connor McDavid, like the best player in the entire league, he has had a season just because Edmonton has been Edmonton. Now they're also on the up and up a little bit. Yeah. They're climbing their way up. But I don't know how much, I mean, he's, he is a star player, but this season so far, it's not like he's really been helping himself out by increasing his value even more. So I don't think I worded my thoughts properly there. So forgive me everybody, but I just, yeah, I don't think given the opportunity and given a better situation, Kirill's going to re-sign in Minnesota.
1: I don't get that sense either. I don't get the sense of of
0: happiness I mean and it's
1: hard to see any sort of happiness and nobody in that room should be happy with the way that they're performing with the way they're performing individually or as a team don't get me wrong I just if I'm Kirill Kaprizov I'm taking my talents elsewhere there's a hundred other teams that I would thrive in and because he's not a guy that needs to be the superstar of a team I really don't feel like he's that type of person right like no I, I don't think either. he would be happy being on second fiddle third you know whatever it might be Uh, just to mean that he has a legitimate shot because as of right now, the Minnesota wild are not giving him that as I had tweeted uh, on Sunday, you need to be okay with being down in the dumps for two years to build yourselves back up and get these top, get these top draft picks and do something that Minnesota has never done. They have never, ever been okay with the rebuild. They've been fine with settling for, Hey, we're going to make the playoffs. Cool. That's great. Like, and then you're going to lose. Like you, I'd rather have a team, that sucks for a year or two. And that's even coming from me, who has to cover them night in and night out, whether they're good or bad. But I'd rather deal with that to have a legitimate contender in five, six years, right? I mean, I know that's building for the future. And I know there's, again, that a sense of immediate win and you want that reward. And hey, we're in the playoffs, but I'm just, I'm so sick of the, this is good enough. Cause it's, it's not that being said, Kirsten, that leads us to our final point. Because again, now as of 11.01 AM on Monday, <laughs> Dean Epson remains your head coach of the Minnesota Wild. I'm going to just say it. It's not Dean's fault. It really isn't. There are a lot of questionable things that he's done, namely in the playoffs, and I know we've criticized that. He has been given an organization and a team that just isn't good enough, and he can't go out there. Bill Guerin, I believe, said this too. He can't go out there and play for the guys. He can't go out and do this. He can only do so much. That being said, it's the only chip Bill Guerin can really play at this point because of the no moves, because of not going to get rid of a Matt Boldy or Kirill Kaprizov in any capacity. You don't have a whole lot to do to quote unquote spark it. So that being said, I get why Dean Eveson would be on the outs if that were to happen, where again, it feels that way. But part of me, Kirsten, says, why? Like, what is that genuinely going to do for your team? How do you feel about Dean Eveson? As we've talked about, he's been on the hot seat, but it certainly seems inevitable that it might be blowing up sooner rather than later for him.
0: Yeah, and I would agree. I don't think – I think last season I had more of an issue with Dean and some of the decisions that he was making Mm -hmm. than I do this year. I think this year it's just kind of the team's overall in a situation where it's just like, what is going on? And I do think I maybe it is just you need that spark. You need a different presence in the locker room, but also just like a thought too. Like what about the assistant coaches? Like why has there been no moves there? Even last season, why Mm -hmm. is it always like – Just at Dean, why aren't we looking at some of the other factors in that situation as well? But also, too, if we were going to do something about the coaching, like I said just a little bit ago, I wish it would have been last season because there was much better coaching candidates last year than what we have available now like what are you gonna do like bring in a mike babcock to the minnesota <laughs> oh wild God, like, what other names like are there and that's just me i don't want that i'm not putting that out there like let's do it but don't like go cancel person
1: like, on that she's just saying a name
0: <laughs> yes but like peter laviolette that's who i would have said when was when did he sign last year with the rangers like yeah. come on like we could have had that if we were gonna switch coaching up i don't know that that's my take. I just don't think there's really anyone better. If you do put Dean in that position where he gets the canned.
1: Well, and this will lead into our next segment, uh, as well. But Kevin J did say who is on your list of coaches, if Dean's replaced. And, and again, we've got a ton of questions to get to in our second segment. I'm super excited. Thank you guys for all asking them,
0: uh, some great fun questions, some not so fun. by the way, a I, lot of interactions. So thank you for that.
1: Yes. Uh, who is on your list? Cause that's my other thought as to why not just hold out and keep him because certainly. Mm. If Dean goes, Bob Woods is out. There's no way that he's going to step up. So you're going to replace him quickly with Darby? Like, it's not his fault. Like, it's not his fault the team, for all better words, sucks. But who would be uh, on your short list if Dean were to be replaced? Uh, My short list,
0: list, not Mike Babcock. Let's just (laughs) double check and circle back around. Um, No. But also, we had talked about this last season, too. I'm really tired of the recycling of old coaches For me, and this one's really going out on a limb, going along with what I just said. And I know the conversation, the transition to from college to pro doesn't always translate. My pick, Scott Sandlin. Wow. yeah, UMD fans are going to love that. Or no, they'll hate it because that's their boy. They'll hate it, but also, I don't know. That's my pick. I... I would like to see a fresh face. Scott Sandlin, a man who has definitely earned a lot of respect in the hockey community now, if the college, if his brains in the college game would translate to the pros, I don't know. I know that's definitely a question mark, but I'd be willing to go out on a limb. I really, really like that,
1: especially I mean, because you kind of tampered with it with Dean where the hope was he has all this experience developing the players, right? Developing those young guys. And if the Minnesota wild are going to have to lead on those young guys, you want a coach in place that can do that. Scott Sandlin is another one that obviously has shown his prowess. Not so great. There is a UMD question coming up in our next segment as well. Uh, My short list. I don't know. You're right. It's, uh, I don't think Jay Woodcroft should have been fired from Edmonton. So part of me wants to just scoop him up because I think he's a fine coach. Um, Gerard Gallant. Maybe, but Lavi's always been my favorite, too. I, I agree. I've I've loved me some Peter Laviolette. I've wanted him in the Minnesota wild for quite some time, so he would definitely be top of the list. I know John He's not an is-
0: option, but when he I, was yeah. a potential Maybe option. Maybe New York wants to get rid of him.
1: Maybe they're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Maybe they just want to give us a nice always. Christmas
1: present, because that would be amazing to me. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's again, that's the problem. I don't know. Maybe give Brucey a call,
0: give him another shot. Would Bruce come back though? No, God, no, he's got too much pride. I would have too much pride as well. I'd literally be like, no. "Mm -hmm." Yeah.
1: So that's what, that's like the one ounce me where it's like, I, there's what's the point? What is the point? What do you, I think the Minnesota wild need to establish what they're trying to do this year. As I believe Mike Russo had tweeted out earlier, um, 8th place Seattle is on pace for 78 points, uh, Arizona, Nashville on pace for 82. So if it takes 85 points to get into the playoffs, as bad as it's been for the wild, they just need 71 points in their final 63 games, uh, which as Russell points out is doable. And it is. So I guess, what are you trying to do? What what kind of change are you trying to spark? Are you going to go for it? Or are you going to not? I mean, not, I'm not, and not at all in any of this. You guys, am I suggesting they tank? I'm not saying like, ah, forget about it. Let's just, you know, throw them all away. I'm just saying, let the team play out as it's intended to play out. Let let it be what it is. I'll stop being mad and mean about it if you just just let it be. Just tell us that this is what it's going to be, and then I'll be happy. So yeah, that's how yeah. I, feel. I
0: get that, but also we could tank for Macklin Celebrini. I just mean,
1: slack for Mac.
0: So, yeah. Yes. That's slacking for Macklin. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there is always that possibility. <laughs> But yeah, just, I think, play it out. I don't know what you do at this point. I don't know what moves you make. I don't think there's any moves to be made. No. Like it is, if you could what trade it, it,
1: it just... The problem with the trades, and I mean, I questioned Billy every time he did it, and it worked out every year, because again, in Billy G, we trust, but it, it's it been weird. It's very like, so you're going to trade away some of these guys for guys that are basically the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're bringing in players that are old, and like I, there's a value to that, but it's also like, what about, I need to see those top prospects in Iowa that we've been clamoring about. I need to see Mm -hmm. that they need to give, be given an extended look. I want to see that and see how it plays out because again, other teams are doing it and it's working out like Anaheim. My poor Anaheim ducks have finally fallen back to reality very harshly, (laughs) but still like they, I I don't know. We'll get, that's another time for another thing. Let's close out this segment before we get to more questions and more into this in-depth Minnesota wild situation uh, with a look ahead at the Minnesota wild Kirsten. They've got St. Louis at home on Tuesday, they're in Nashville on Thursday. Then they come back home to host Chicago on Sunday. What's the record going to be this week for your Minnesota Wild?
0: Well, I've been pretty spot on with what I said last week. So Is that what you said? Did you say? Did you get them right this week? Last week? Yes, I got a hundred percent. I'll I'll do the updates. I don't think
1: I got any. Which right. you
0: got zero percent. I got zero percent. It's fine. It's fine. That's uh, yeah, why I, I said we would yet. lose to Colorado, and I said we would lose to Detroit, and. Both of those things unfortunately happened. Mm -hmm. I think we will win. I think we'll snap this seven game losing streak. We better snap this seven game losing streak against St. Louis. Chicago, I don't think we're going to win against Chicago. And then Nashville, I'm going to give Nashville the benefit of the doubt. They're going to win. So we're going to go one and two.
1: One and two. Just straight up one and two.
0: Straight up one and two. Okay. Um, I'm going to say
1: one and. I'm going to say one, one and one. They're going to lose to St. Louis. They're going to lose in overtime to Nashville. They're going to beat Chicago. Okay. Yep. I like your optimism. optimism. Thank you. I'm trying. I am freaking trying, you guys. I'm not trying to be mean. I'd like to reiterate because I have anxiety and I'm never trying to be mean. I really. I love everybody as a person within this organization. They're all really great people. I'm just sick and frustrated of the way it's playing out. Cause it is, it's not fun. And I enjoy, it. I can't even be snarky. Like sometimes I'm just, you know, she need to be nicer.
0: Um, I'm not trying. G- I'm just being, <laughs> I'm riding my pessimistic wave. So <laughs> I'm embracing what it is. We'll continue to be a little pessimistic, maybe a little
1: optimistic when we get to your questions. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Jesse Pierce here. Give yourself the gift of good health with Livia Weight Control Centers and their extended Black Friday offer. Join Livia today and receive up to 50% off your personalized program. With the one-on-one help from my Livia team at the Woodbury Center, I've dropped more than 30 pounds and three pant sizes thanks to their weekly support. You can too. Sign up today and take part in Livia's best offer of the year and get a jumpstart on those weight loss resolutions by calling 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. we're back again. Shout out to everybody who submitted their questions. We will get as many as we can in this week, uh, possibly do an extended version of cues with the Buttes on our YouTube channel. So be sure to follow us along over there. Kirsten, our friend, Adam C came in with some really, really fun ones. So I'm just going to dive into all of his first, and then I'll let you ask me, but we'll start with Adam first. Okay. All right. Adam says the wild haven't been truly bad for a while. Now, what is going to be the biggest shock to the fan base when it comes to accepting this new reality? Kirsten, what do you think is going to be the uh, it's going to be a rude awakening? It has been a rude awakening, but what do you think the hardest thing for fans to deal with is going to be?
0: Um, Well, this is kind of as a twofer. I think right now this seven game losing streak is kind of the first rude awakening. And then I think the second one, is going to be missing the playoffs altogether because we've been so spoiled here in Minnesota consistently making the postseason only missing it once back in help me out here what year was it when we missed 2019 last? yeah mm-hmm yeah but, people so became real we're unhinged. used to being in the postseason first round to exit or not like we're used to being there and this year i just don't see that happening so i think come playoff time that's going to be the biggest rude awakening Adam C follows up. How many more games do the wild have to lose in a row
1: before ticket prices become reasonable again?
0: (laughs) Ooh, you know, I don't know. I think it'll still be a little bit because Minnesota sports fans, whether their teams, at least in hockey, at least in hockey, no matter how bad they are still show up for their team. They kind of just embrace like we're not good. And it becomes the joke and it just becomes accepted. So I don't know. Last friday's game friday's game yes against colorado was still a sellout and we had lost five yeah. games in a row but, the, but people
1: come to see the other teams then at that point right like you're gonna pay the money I... to see connor Bedard.
0: there was a ton of colorado avalanche fans in i mean there Riley were a turn, excluded, but it, but it wasn't there were like a ton. when toronto comes to town or like montreal where yeah. like you don't know wh- which team just scored because of how loud. See, I the didn't know that when are. Tufty had
1: that assist, I had no idea who scored. I was like, that really could be either side.
0: We we love the Minnesota bred players here. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs>
1: um, is there any Adam wants to know? Is there any sort of miracle on Seventh Street that you can see coming for the Wild?
0: Uh, maybe in two thousand and twenty five.
1: Twenty five. Wow, that's it's rough i would agree i just thought that was a cute one and final this is very clever adam so this is why you get the final one if the buyouts are the ghost of christmas past and the extensions are the ghost of christmas present what or who do you think is the ghost of christmas yet to come
0: hold on i need to reread that one more time (laughs) um okay are the ghost of christmas present i don't know Matt Boldy <laughs> getting out of his Well, snow. no, you the ghost of Christmas yet to come would be somebody
1: that it hasn't happened, but you could change the tide. So it would be something like Yurov. Danila Yurov is going to be your ghost of the future.
0: Yeah, we'll do that as the answer because I'm still <laughs> I haven't even had my full cup of coffee. <laughs> I can't even fully process what is being oh, asked. That it question. is the season. It's a cute question. I don't my brain isn't on yet. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Is it my turn to ask you something? Now, now you can ask them. Yes. All right. So from disappointed Minnesota sports fan, which love that handle every time I'm kind of jealous <laughs> it's taken. Cause I would have loved that myself. Um, Jesse, is it possible for this? Is it possible? This team is neither weird nor wild hundred percent there.
1: Cause there's not even, and maybe again, it has to do with not winning, right? You're not going to have fun in the locker room. But it is. There's nothing fun about it. There's just nothing. There's nothing weird. There's nothing quirky about it. There's just nothing in that locker room, which there could be. There could be a lot of fun. You've got a lot of great hair looks. You've got Kirill Kaprizov picking up Jewel Eriksson X tooth on the ice. Uh, it's just a lot of it could be weird, but it's not. And it's wild that they're so wildly bad, I guess, maybe.
0: The vibes are off.
1: The vibes are off. That's the good way to. That's a very good way to put it. The vibes are off. Um, sorry. It's the vibes are something. Biden. Max V wants to know who had a worse November: the UMD
0: Bulldogs or your Minnesota Wild? Minnesota Wild. I don't know how it gets worse. Right I now, mean, for Bulldogs, fans. I still don't think we've reached rock bottom.
1: No, you're. It's got to be damn close, though. I would have to say.
0: I right? don't know. The college hockey season's long. St. Cloud hasn't had a great November either. I mean, November for those who were unaware, like
1: myself, they have been swept by Minnesota, North Dakota, and Saint Cloud. So they have not won a game in Duluth, which that doesn't seem good for our future head coach Scott Scant Sandlin and his crew.
0: <laughs> Don't right? blame it on Scott. Don't blame <laughs> it on Scott. Let's blame yeah. it on Isaac Howard. <laughs> okay,
1: there we go. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'll say I'll say Duluth had a worse year because yikes! Yeah, I hate losing. If I were them. Hate getting swept by minnesota i hate getting swept by all three of those teams frankly if you're duluth right
0: well absolutely because those are your rivals
1: yeah that's what i mean
0: but minnesota is a better team than duluth is north dakota is definitely on the up and up after the season they had last year okay. so those respectable if i was duluth and respectfully as a saint cloud alum i think the only team i'd be really pissed off about getting you're gonna get pissed off about a sweep regardless don't want that to happen. But St. Cloud is literally on the same caliber. Mm, tough scene. Brett Larson, I'm really sorry. Don't be mad at me for d- saying he's that. He's gonna. so I can't wait. Shout out to, to St. Cloud for getting the sweep. Love that as an alum, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Duluth and St. Cloud are pretty even-keeled.
1: Mm, that's fair. All right, you're up.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I from combine these G. two,
1: so you can combine them both, FYI, if you can see that
0: um oh yep okay i see what you did there now Mm -hmm. sorry guys the coffee is still waiting for it to set in (laughs) all right donji what is the maximum time for dean to save his job and jeff s says i like dean but something has to give i mean we talked a little bit about it in that first segment
1: the maximum time i really don't know like you look at this week's schedule they're at home then they hit the road and then they come back I'd say you have a week, but even so, I think what already bought Dean time was that the team had been performing better in Sweden and then coming back and performing better against Colorado, the Detroit game, terrible, but those all losses all stem from the same type of mistakes, the same problem. So there was still always that underlying coaching change needed. And I do, I like Dean. He is the, I've covered him the longest in his coaching tenure. I've had a number of different guys head of this team in my, in my uh, time covering the Minnesota wild, but uh, he's been the longest. So I've gotten to know him. So again, I really like him. I like chirping with him. I like having fun. I love wearing my whalers gear around him, but uh, I don't know that he can save himself. I really don't. I mean, unless you go on an, an insane winning streak, that's, what's going to save him. You win. The next, like, five games, I don't think it's as much as winning one. You need to win, like, five in a row for anybody Mm -hmm. to get back on. Because then it looks like he's regained control of the room, he's back in charge, and maybe then it's like, okay, we'll let you finish out the year. But otherwise, I just, I think it's, Bill Guerin is in a tough spot, and so is Dean, because I think that's the only plausible thing you could do to make it look like you're quote-unquote trying to change things for the team.
0: I agree, because fingers are getting pointed, and you got to do something And you can't do anything else besides look at coaching.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Uh, Brico wants to know, I understand we have some veterans being paid well,
1: but how about getting the Iowa Wild Young Guns up here for extended looks? Celery cap willing. Uh, And kind of in the same boat, Mark H wants to know who needs to take a seat in the Pross box. Shout out to uh, Nate Prosser for that nickname. Uh, Matt Boldy, dot, dot, dot. Um, both kind of asking similar questions there, Kirsten. What are your thoughts? Again, it's tough. Their salary cap makes it very difficult for them to recall anybody. Vinny Latari, uh, -hmm. Juju Kara. I think you've got, you can't recall Walker or Beckman without moving somebody onto LTIR. So it's, you're in such a tough spot that you don't get to give those guys that opportunity that they probably deserve.
0: Yeah. And we talked about this earlier in the episode. There's so many guys I would love to bring up from Iowa to get longer looks at guys who have deserved a shot on an NHL roster coming into the season, but we just can't afford it. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love it. I'm sure Billy G at this point too, would love it, but it's just not possible right now. And as far as who needs to take a seat in the pros box, I said that earlier this episode, Matt Boldy, for sure. If you would have asked me last week, I also would have said the unpopular opinion of sick caprisoff I mean, I don't just think that to make a statement. I think that, is the statement you possibly make. It would piss a lot of people off, but I think like that would be a huge wake-up call. I think Freddie Gaudreau,
1: Marcus Johansson, um there's a lot have you could, all made and yeah, I don't put a case, the, right?
0: Yeah. I don't want to point the fingers just at Kyrill, just at Boldy, because there are so many players, so many not doing what they should be doing. I just think if you really want to make a statement, that's something that's gonna really shake people up and be like, what?
1: Yeah. I completely 110% agree with you. You need to do something you need. And again, maybe that's a way that Dean saves himself a little bit. He makes one of those egregious moves. He makes the unpopular decision. He pisses off enough people. Like maybe that's what needs to happen. I mean, at this point, Dean has given them all the benefit of the doubt. He's let the captains Mm -hmm. try to take over. That's not working. Like again, he can only do so much though. That's what's so frustrating. He can only do so much. And I'm not just saying that like, I agree that it would not shock me if Dean's out, but it's, it's everything. It is not just one singular thing. It is everything. There's not going to be something to fix it. Remember when I told you all wasn't going to magically change when Jared Spurgeon came back. Similarly, it's not all going to magically change with a coaching swap or anything. There's just not, there are too many problems. You got 99 problems. Coaching is one. Everything is one, but it's just like, it's not the one. It's not the one uh that's gonna do it for this week's episode again drop any of your questions that you have let us know what you think in the comments about any of our takes we're having fun we're nice girls just out here talking hockey (laughs) again there comes that anxiety
0: just flaring up (laughs) Uh, i've just embraced it at this
1: point i really should i think it's because i'm around the guys so much and i'm like are they mad at me like every time in my head i'm like do they want do they hate me i they brought my child be, there's with me people who have said words i brought my child with me last week just as like a nice little bumper like oh hey let's be friends <laughs> this is my adorable little girl who was sassier than me in that locker room so god i love uh, that so much i know which reminds me before we wrap up this week's episode favorite hockey moments of
0: the week kirsten what do you got <sighs> it's been hard to think of anything positive <laughs> Uh can you go first? I truly I need to think about this sure. one for a sec. I didn't come prepared.
1: Um, I don't know if it's a favorite moment necessarily, but high school hockey is back in the state Ooh. of hockey, which I do love me some high school hockey. It's always fun to get kids out there, get everyone going. Actually hockey season as a whole at the youth level is back. We love to see that. You know last week we talked about the PWHL getting started. Now it's high school and youth and we're just in full-blown hockey season, which As down in the dumps as we may be about the pro team, the men's pro team here in the state, it's still kind of fun. Go out, watch your kids play. Take them out. The Frozen Ponds will be out soon. I cannot wait. Um, And yeah, that's what I'm going with. It's It's a layup, but I'll slam dunk it in.
0: Heck yeah. I will say I was driving through the area in which I reside, and there's a lot of lakes around here, and I've started to see the ice getting it's starting to form and I'm like "Ah, it's almost here almost outdoor rink season um no a feel good moment I will say you jogged my memory along the lines of high school hockey I worked the uh Orono girls and Mound West Tonka game last Friday night that arena was loud like the fans were into the game just hearing all of the fans out for a girls hockey game getting a taste of high school hockey again and a great rivalry game too I will add that was awesome there we go let us know uh high school games we should hit up this year
1: that would be fun i'm always into yeah generally if it's on the northeast side like if the zephyrs are playing i'll probably be there because you know it's kind of like smash dick (laughs) i'm just saying just being honest just being honest uh as always we're here with the honesty each and every week shout out to talk north Soda Stick, New Voice Studios, Royal Credit Union, Jim Beam, Grain Belt, and Livia Weight Loss Centers uh, for all of their support. Thank you to all of you guys for your support. I'm checking in on the Jim Beam signs. For those of you that won those from our episode 200, I am looking at that. I know they haven't arrived yet. Uh, And admittedly, I forgot to mail out the Elsie's gift cards. So the Elsie gift cards are also on on the way. Uh, But Jim Beam is mailing theirs out directly, so I will look into an estimated time and get out to you. But thank you to everybody each and every week for checking us out. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Go wild.